It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Yo, it is another edition of This Week in Fantasy as we head in to a critical week three, depending on whether you're 2-0, 1-1, or 0-2, separation can begin here, so let's dive right into it. As always, I'd like to welcome in my guy, the man, the myth, the legend. You can follow his work over at footballguys.com, co-owner over there. The Audible Eight Days a Week with Cecil Lamming, of course, on Twitter at Sigmund Bloom. Mr. Sigmund Bloom, what up, brother? Oh, just enjoying the the, the roller coaster. And it's only two weeks, but it feels like so much has happened. So much meaningful has happened. You know, you could say, remember 2018 season, the beginning, Pat Mahomes, Fitch magic and so much else. It's been good to us so far. Yeah, I mean Patrick Mahomes. Wow. Um, we will certainly get to that as we. Uh, for those who don't know, Sigmund and I cover every single game on the slate, and then have a little fun later when I go inside his mind. A good four pack of questions this week, in my opinion. But let's dive right in. And of course, also a big week for us Eagles fans as we get to see our version of Patrick Mahomes. Um, except. Uh, in our eyes, better, obviously. Carson Wentz back this week. We'll get to that as well. Let's start with tonight's game, Sigmund. Not an exciting Thursday night football matchup. The New York Jets heading in to face the Cleveland Browns. Could the Browns get their first win since 2016, Sigmund? Yeah, that's the plot. That's a good setup for this one. I think it's going to be a defensive battle. Actually, both of these defenses have been good. The Browns' defense, one of the better defenses in the NFL. So, you know, Steelers and Saints are, are no lightweights on the offensive side of the ball. From a fantasy perspective, uh, it, as far as players you trust, Quincy Noonan, make sure Jarvis Landry is okay. Uh, otherwise, um, we're on Baker Mayfield watch, we're on Nick Chubb watch. Uh, on, on the Jets side, um, 
just getting to watch Sam Darnold to see if he can support the value of these players, maybe seeing if Robbie Anderson bounces back. I don't think we're going to get clarity on that backfield split. It's going to be 50-50, but you know, this is a fun one. Either the Jets get their second win of the season uh, or Cleveland gets their first in two years. Wow. What a what an exciting battle! Of course, yeah, yeah. We have to say that now. I mean, we're getting one a week. I thought that was the deal. Now, um, all right, uh, we'll move on. I agree with you though about the Cleveland defense. Um, a lot of talent there, and it looks like it's finally coming together from that side of the ball. All right, let's jump in. We got some fun games uh, to start off from a fantasy perspective. Let's start off in the NFC South segment with two uh, offenses that have been. Very good for a long time, but haven't uh, necessarily been great this season in both games, each with one good performance, one bad. Uh, the New Orleans Saints heading in to take on the Falcons. How are you feeling about this one? Yeah, pivotal early season battle in the NFC South. Uh, you know, we see how the New Orleans offense has coalesced with Kamara and Thomas without Mark Ingram, uh, you know, Ted Ginn, Drew Brees isn't a must start. I mean, if you ask me, Drew Brees or Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm going to have to pause this week. Uh, and it's more because of some players that have caught up to him. And as you said last week uh, against the Browns, not a good offensive day. A great offensive day against Carolina for Atlanta. So Matt Ryan is back in our good graces. Tevin Coleman looked good. Devontae Freeman's not going to be back. Julio Jones had one of his floor games because Calvin Ridley... Austin Hooper both played well, so they're in consideration with some of the holes outside of Marshawn Lattimore with that Saints defense. We're trying to figure out if the Saints defense is any good. You know, Tampa rolled over them, but Tampa kind of rolled over the Eagles, too. Um, so yeah, this is going to be another game where we're still learning about each of these teams and where they are because, you know, you start doing the transitive properties. If, if Philly shut down Atlanta, but Philly couldn't sit Tampa, Tampa, you know, and seeing how that fits together. We're, we're always tweaking our algebra at this point of the season. A hundred percent. And as we've talked about, it's really hard to know what's real and what's not so early in the season as these teams really get into shape, start hitting for the first times on a continuous basis, all that type of stuff. Um, all right. We don't have to wait long to get to Patrick Mahomes segment as uh, the Marvel, the man who has taken over the fantasy world, the real NFL world, Mahomes mania. I see everywhere as uh, the guy who we thought might be that guy was at the end of last season, Jimmy Garoppolo, taking his Niners team in to face this Mahomes-led Kansas City offense. Uh, What do you think about this game? And also, how real is this juggernaut offense in Kansas City? Oh, it's real and it's spectacular. (laughs) I mean, it's the Chargers are, are not a pushover defense. The Steelers might be. We'll see that on Monday night. Spoiler alert. Uh, But I think that uh, there's no reason for you to fade any part of the Kansas City offense, including Kareem Hunt. His day is going to come too. Yeah, we saw Kelsey come up short week one. Best tight end to put in your lineup in week two. You know, easy 100-plus yards for Sammy Watkins. So Mahomes quarterback one, and you don't argue with it. San Francisco's not going to slow him down. What you do argue with, James, what we're going to cultivate as the season goes on is some sort of line saying, what's the worst quarterback you would start playing Kansas City over your normal starter. And even with Jimmy Garoppolo not playing that well early, as you alluded to, I still think you're going to put Garoppolo in. Now, who else? Who who's, who catches that cup that runneth over whenever you play Kansas City? George Kittle who's, was better than his numbers last week after a tremendous week one against a tough Minnesota defense. Maybe Pierre Garcon. We'll watch and see if Marquis Goodwin is back. Maybe Matt Breida, although the running games don't really get on track against the Chiefs. And this is Chiefs' home opener. Something to be excited for the great... 
fans at Arrowhead and maybe a new blueprint of how to win. You know, it really, again, the algebra, right? First ranked offense, 32nd ranked defense mm-hmm. equals win. Yep. And I think they're the first ranked special teams, too. It's really, feel, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I'm with you. I think it's totally for real. I mean, obviously, I don't think Mahomes is going to throw average five touchdowns a game or anything, but there is so much talent on that offense and so much explosiveness. Uh, it's it's wild. I'm I'm with you. I think it's definitely for real. And this is a fun one. Uh, I think. Um, you know, big one for San Francisco here heading into Kansas City as well. Uh, all right, now uh, the rest of the 1 o'clock slate, not nearly as exciting. We have a, a few decent ones here. This next one, not one of them, Sigmund, is the 0-2 Raiders face the surprisingly 2-0 right. Miami Dolphins. Yeah, that's the story. Adam Gase, you know, he's, he's going to survive everything or even get playoff spots out of it. So I'm not sure we can trust in the Miami offense, maybe Kenyon Drake, but he still hasn't had that big game. Frank Gore is an obstacle to him having the massive games he had at the end of the year last year on the Oakland side. Amari Cooper is in our circle of trust at tight end. It's a, a wide circle of trust. So Jared Cook gets in there. we got the Oakland traveling East on early biorhythm issue here. Derek Carr actually played really well last week. So we'll see how he performs in this game. Marshawn Lynch, you want to see him get on track. He still looks like himself. So Oakland is just trying to have a pulse you know oh and three basically you're flatlining in the nfl and the idea of miami being three and oh and next week going into foxborough that's fun Ooh, i love that especially because miami has had a uh a weird history with uh yeah. new england obviously so that that should be interesting next game probably not going to be interesting and i don't think it's going to take a ton of analysis in this one at let 16, me guess buffalo yes a 16 and a half point favorite at home are the viking segment is this just as easy as start all yeah. your vikings and sit all your bills yes um well kyle rudolph you only you only worry if this gets out of a hand so quickly that not everyone can get fed but this is dalvin cook's okay but you think Latavius murray's going to do the mop-up duty um kirk cousins because it may get out of hand early you know he might not be the top a top five or top eight quarterback this week. If you have a tough decision, maybe it's better to break it against Cousins just because this one should get out of hand. Minnesota's defense against Josh Allen sounds like something that is rated X and shouldn't be shown. (laughs) It's illegal. That's terrific segment. Oh my God. I'm with you. This could be really, really ugly. And uh, I, I, Cousins, I've been impressed with Cousins so far in Minnesota. Obviously those Uh, weapons are legit. In the background last week, we were watching that quarterback carousel issue and Patrick Mahomes doing what he's doing, Alex Smith doing what he's doing, Kirk Cousins doing what he's doing, Case Keenum. I think we can see we have some clear winners and losers from the quarterback musical chairs. Blake Bortles doing what he's doing, too. Obviously not musical chairs, but we'll get to Jacksonville. But man, wow, uh, he looked great last week. All right. Uh, let's talk about a uh, a quarterback who is returning and near and dear to my heart. I will tell you, Sigmund, the thing that I'm I'm not even Prince Harry. Yeah, exactly. The look like I am not even. It's not even about the team this week. It's just about getting to watch this guy play football again. But obviously, the chance for some rust potentially as well. Interesting matchup against Reich and the Colts and Andrew Luck. How do you see this one shaking out? It is interesting. Andrew Luck's playing well, and I think that we saw with Philadelphia's defense. Now, Philadelphia's defense at home versus Philadelphia's defense on the road. It's a massive thing. Yeah, it's a Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing. Yeah, it's like 
a thing. You know it, what I mean? Oh, it absolutely is. But the run defense is going to stack up. Uh, Jordan Wilkins was looking pretty good, but it's a three-way committee there. And certainly, Andrew Luck in the short passing game, you know, T.Y. Hilton, that's clicking. But Eric Ebron in the red zone made, made the, one of the best plays of his career last week in that win over Washington. But Andrew Luck is not a must-start, not even close, because of the short passing uh, offensive line issues. And, you know, Philadelphia, as you said, hey, you split the first two games with Nick Foles, you're fine with that. And Carson Wentz, you're not starting him right away. Um, Jordan Matthews signed. We're going to see how that affects Nelson Aguilar, who really was looking great in the slot. Uh, Zach Ertz will get a ton of targets. Don't, we're not going to see Alshon Jeffrey yet. We'll see if they get Dallas Goddard a little more involved. It seems like they've been uh, of more than one mind about that. Uh, and then the backfield. This could be Corey Clements' week with Dre Ajay, the back issue. Uh, Darren Sproles, a hamstring. They call up Josh Adams. You can watch that. Interesting. You know, Keep that in your back pocket. He could be like the LeGarrette Blunt of this backfield, especially with Jay Ajay already having two different ailments this year. But much like Indy got to breathe a big sigh, exhale, our quarterback is back. That's what this week is for in, uh, in Philadelphia. Sigmund, I love uh, anyone who's an Eagles fan, which is a lot of this listening audience knows how much you know stuff because that you yep. just nailed it. I mean, that was a perfect, perfect breakdown of the game. I couldn't agree more with you. And uh, it is going to be interesting. I think Aguilar on the it, outside is going to be interesting. And he's going to because he's going to be Aguilar will be on the outside. They will play Matthews in the slot. Yeah, I, I, I would lock that in. It's going to be fascinating, too, because Indy's defense is really underrated. I mean, I, I was kind of bagging on them going into the season based on the we pick. all were. But they, they had wasn't? a really, they had a really strong game against Washington last week, and uh, you know it's it's great to see this team get up off the deck, and it shows you how much having your quarterback out there invigorates the whole team. Totally, and and look, uh, Andrew Luck being good is good for football. He's just fun to watch. He's fun to you know he's a he's a, a potentially all time great quarterback if he could stay healthy. So. Um, I'm with you. All right. Speaking of Washington, perfect segue. The Packers heading in. Aaron Rodgers uh, looks like he's just playing on one leg. I, I don't know how bad that injury is, but it does not look like he is putting a ton of weight on that leg. It is a really interesting subplot in my mind. The the Washington looked, um, you know, beat Arizona, who looks like they might just be a bottom two team likely, but um, then get smoked at home and get by India. Uh, what do you think about this one, Sigmund? Yeah. Well, well first, after week one, we're saying, is Washington a good team? And yep. now after week you were saying, is Washington a bad team? Yep, yep. And that's the NFL for you. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is, is a good quarterback, obviously. And even with his hobbled knee, when you have to settle for field goals against Minnesota, no shame in that. Uh, and it'll get better against Washington, who we were again asking, are they an elite defense after what they did to Arizona? And they, you know, they weren't just speed bumps for Indy. I mean, they made everything difficult for Indy. But you have to think Aaron Rodgers is going to be wheeling and dealing, uh, moving better than we expected last week, more comfortable than we expected last week. So, yes, Devontae Adams, maybe Geronimo Allison, Randall Cobb third. Yes, Jimmy Graham, who looked good last week. Nobody in the backfield. Aaron Jones is back. He's still third in the backfield, but rational coaching might dictate that, well, he should be first when it comes time to run the ball. Uh, on the Washington side, it's basically Alex Smith to Chris Thompson, Alex Smith to Jordan Reed. And then we're waiting for him to get something going with these receivers. We're waiting for this offense to start clicking as a downfield passing offense because this team needs touchdowns. Sound familiar? This team needs touchdowns. Because we can look back now at Kansas City last year, and I had a suspicion, but they didn't even have Sammy Watkins, that Alex Smith left a lot of meat on the bone, even though he had a tremendous season from an NFL perspective, from a fantasy perspective. Uh, and now we're seeing that. And Washington couldn't get much open running lanes for Adrian Peterson last week, putting them in a lot of third and long situations, which isn't Alex Smith's forte. So 
Washington could be a crisis mode after that. I know Philadelphia fans have, love to have to love to hear mm-hmm. this, you know. And, and Green Bay could be 0-2 right now, you know. Very uh, easily, yeah. Said they, have, they could be 0-2 in two division games at home. But instead, they're one zero and one, and they dodged a bullet with Aaron Rodgers and some of the things, uh, you know, that that defense isn't as bad as it might have looked uh, as far as on paper um, when they were trading for Antonio Morrison. You know, again, that Colts defense doesn't look so bad now, so trading for one of their players isn't an issue. So it's, it's an interesting game. Probably one of those games where a team that was creating momentum out of last week continues that. A team that lost momentum continues their downward slide. All right, uh, I think there's a really interesting one here as a. 2-0 and Bengals team, starting to get a little buzz as one of the teams maybe, you know, uh, we always see whatever it is. It's anywhere from three to six non-playoff teams from last year make the playoffs the next year. The Bengals being one of those kind of buzzed about ones, heading into face on a Carolina team that, um, you know, had some injuries on offense, but definitely looked at least somewhat potent last week against the Falcons. What do you think about this one? Yeah, I mean, Cincy, get excited. Get excited. Yeah. You look back at the win they got at Indy, that looks like a better win now. Um, it was a pretty resounding win at home against Baltimore, and you know how important those divisional games are. And now they're going to Carolina. And that Cincy passing game is pretty, pretty good. You know, they, they have a lot of things, a lot of questions that defenses can't answer. And I think Carolina secondary is going to have a lot of problems. I think Andy Dalton is a really good play this week. Uh, and Giovanni Bernard is a good play, for that matter. On the Carolina side, it's basically the Cam Newton show. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's going to get a ton of targets. You know, you'll get those backdoor covers out of all those PPR points, but he's still not making a lot of plays or adding a lot to his touches. Devin Funches is reliable but not exciting. You'll see about DJ Moore getting worked in a little bit more. Uh, but I do think that uh, for Cincinnati, it's a road game. Every road win in the NFL is tough, unless it's at Arizona or Buffalo. So getting to 3-0 and and a road win uh, – it showed this team is for real, and uh, I think they are. Speaking of three and L, we mentioned Blake Bortles, and is just, uh, and it wasn't just the numbers. He was great against New England last week. Four touchdowns. They are hosting Tennessee. A really interesting one here. Mariota's status, I think, still kind of up in the air. Um, big AFC South battle early in the season here, segment. Yeah, and. <laughs> Is it official? I mean, is Jacksonville in the NFL high rent district officially now? I think so, right? I, I mean, so. right now. I, so. I mean, yeah. like, I think, I think so. when you look at the AFC, it's like them, the Patriots, and maybe the Chiefs if you, you're buying into the yeah. two games, you know? And, and you are. And the Chiefs and Jags are going to play, uh, uh, I think, very soon. So that's going to be a blast. Uh, but to, to Jacksonville, it's fun to be a Jacksonville fan right now, soon to be London. Prince Harry could be the quarterback for the London Jaguars. Uh, <laughs> it, it's coming. It's coming. Circle it on your calendar. I believe it. I've been saying Sir Blake Bortles. Yeah. So Blake Bortles playing the best game of his career. Yeah. You're thinking about him as a streamer. Uh, see about Dante Moncrief's knee, but Keelan Cole, what a player. What, what a, player. a catch. He's I mean, that, that, a- yeah. I mean, to say that right now we could say the catch of the year happened in week two and probably be right uh, is pretty yeah. wild. An undrafted free agent, a tremendous story there. Uh, we're going to see about Leonard Fournette being back. Um, maybe a more traditional game plan for TJ Yeldon if Fournette isn't back on the Tennessee side. Well, they had to do a fake punt and have Derrick Henry throw a pass uh, to win last week. <laughs> That's not going to work this week. Corey Davis against even Corey Davis with all of his targets and talent against this Jacksonville secondary. You're probably benching every Titan you have this week. 
totally agree with you. I want nothing to do with Tennessee this game. I think Jacksonville's for real, and I don't know if Tennessee is. I would lean that they are not. Another another uh, interesting one here in terms of AFC hierarchy here is a 2-0 Broncos team. Of course, winning both at home, heading into Baltimore to take on a one-on-one Ravens team, but a Ravens team that is, it seems like every year is good at home. It's almost uh, like clockwork. Uh, what do you think about this one here? Not a yeah, lot of fantasy excitement, I would say. Not really. I mean, watch Case Keenum's knee. Um, Manuel Sanders is clear number one, so you like him. Philip Lindsay is a flex player, low running back too, but really messing things up for Royce Freeman. Demarius Thomas doesn't look good at all. Um Baltimore, John Brown, I think even despite a tough matchup at this point, stays in your lineup as a wide receiver, three flex type. We're all watching Alex Collins. Buck Allen is so painfully average, but he has his role carved out in this offense, and, and they're splitting this backfield. And that's difficult is because of the PPR points and the touchdowns. Allen is coming out as valuable or more valuable than Collins, although Collins is a clearly superior player. So like you said, at home, maybe the defense gets going. And they get Alex Collins on track. Uh, but we don't really know if Baltimore's a good team or not. I mean, they thrashed Buffalo, and then they got pretty soundly defeated at Cincinnati. So this is a yardstick game for them. And Denver has eked out some wins at home. They're usually good at home early, so we've got a road test for them. And if they can pass that road test, James, week mm-hmm. four, yep. Monday night, Kansas City comes to Denver. It could be between Ooh. two three and 3-0 teams. Ooh. And yeah, I'm with you. I, I am... Uh... I am not buying into the 2-0 Denver. I think that's as much starting at home. And like you said, I mean, they uh, they definitely eked out a couple of ones. The Raiders won, obviously, especially. All right, last of the 1 o'clock games, too disappointing, at least I'm sure for their fans and also for what people were thinking, at least in terms of being better. The Houston Texans hosting the New York Giants in a potential loser-leave-town match segment. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, this is a game that you don't want to go 0-3. And high hope, especially for Houston in this one. And, and the offense is getting back into uh, effect with Will Fuller. Um, so you like Deshaun Watson better in this one. He, he's getting back to the, the fantasy levels that we were expecting. Lamar Miller not as much. Although you wonder if the Texans can control this game at home because, man, I mean, I, I'm sure for Eagles fans out there, watching the Giants-Cowboys game was like popcorn. I mean, just loving oh, it. Just it loving awesome. it. Just awesome. love it because it, they, it, the Giants offensive line had no answer for Dallas. And, I mean, hats off to Rod Marinelli and Chris Richard and what they're doing, but teams can continue to mimic that now. And Eli Manning is not the resourceful quarterback who's going to find a way to counterpunch. So you've got Barkley and Ingram and Beckham and Shepard, and you can't really do much with it. You can't really move the ball, and I don't yeah. think Houston's going to make it any easier on them. But, I mean, of course, you're still going to play Beckham and Barkley and Ingram. But I think you're going to start seeing after this game if they can't get the engine to turn over. Because the first game it was Jacksonville. Okay, Jacksonville. And, hey, Dallas's defense is probably better than we expected. Jalen Smith looks great. But this is a game that, you know, Houston, if somehow some strange things happen, they lose this game. I could see Houston really still hanging in this year. Um, this is the last call for the Giants this year. I agree, and that is music to my ears. Go Texans. All right, Sigmund, let's move on. Four o'clock games, only three this week. Let's start with the heavy hitter, the 405 start. Potentially, I think, probably the best game on the slate, or at least in the running for it. The battle for Los Angeles, Sigmund. What do you think about this one? Oh, I love it. I mean, um, the Chargers, okay, they had the, a bye last. I mean, the Bills last week. So, <laughs> now they have, so now they have. Now they have. That was really good. Well done. Perfect. 
timing. You know, you work on it. I get a chance to do lots every week, so I get a chance to work on the timing. You guys get my A material. Uh, so, you know, tough defense. Oh, wow. And the Rams, I mean, what they did to the Arizona doesn't count, but they certainly made things tough on the Raiders. And when we look at this matchup, I mean, you're going to play Keenan Allen. You're going to play Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, too. But how – look, the Chargers have only played the Chiefs and the Bills, Okay. So we don't have a good barometer of their defense, offense against a good defense. And the real truth is going to be somewhere in between. On the Rams side, the Chargers, you know, still missing Joey Bosa, still missing Jason Verrett. And, uh, you know, again, against Kansas City, they were a red carpet. Uh, against the Bills, well, you know, they were able to thwart the Bills, but that's going to be true of everybody. So, again, we're looking for a barometer game here, but I would guess that, the hurly gurly man, and of course Brandon Cooks, who is going to produce what he did at the Patriots and Saints stops. He's going to be an every week start. Cooper Cup, uh, Robert Woods, they're getting the targets. There's a lot there in this offense. Jared Goff is looking good. So this is a game. I think that the Rams want to assert themselves with Eagles still getting up to speed. Some chaos in the NFC North. K always chaos in the NFC South. <laughs> the Rams can, I think, really assert themselves as the class of the NFC. Yeah, they haven't played anybody yet. I agree. So this is a is a big game for but them. They're thumping the teams they're supposed to thump. Yeah, no, exactly. And they they've handled their business. That's what good teams do. I totally agree with you. This is a big one for them. I agree. Um, and uh, shout out to Sigmund, who was all over Melvin Gordon in the preseason. That uh, early returns, I'm very good on that one, Sigmund. All right, um, moving on as uh, we have a good-looking Bears team, defensively at least, maybe not so much with the quarterback, but heading into face, like I said, at least I think in my mind the Bills the worst team in football, but I think Arizona probably number two. What do you think about this one? Yeah, this is the game where you, I mean, and it's probably a bad one. I mean, look, we're really not going to know. Next week, um, Arizona is going to play Seattle, and who has a good run defense anyway. And at least the Cardinals are acknowledging we have to make an effort to do creative things to use our best player. Hey, groundbreaking Whoa, stuff, Arizona. Football. That guy's really good. Do things to help him. So probably you're starting David Johnson again. Don't necessarily get too discouraged if it's another dud because it's the Bears. But you were at that level of trust with David Johnson. It's not nothing's wrong with David Johnson. Everything is wrong with the offense. Mike McCoy, Sam Bradford. You're rooting for Josh Rosen. You're rooting for McCoy to get fired. You're probably not playing uh, Larry Fitzgerald in this matchup. Uh, on the other side, yeah, Chicago defense. Jordan Howard. You think this is a game where he gets going? 20, 25 carries in this one. They're talking about getting him going. Allen Robinson, as long as he's not locked up with Patrick Peterson. Um, you know, he's clearly becoming Mitchell Trubisky's favorite target. And on that note, Mitchell Trubisky, not ready for prime time, even though he's had two prime time games. Uh, not this offense isn't going to make a 2017 Rams kind of leap right now. They're just learning how to crawl and maybe soon they can walk. But they ain't running anytime soon. All right, Sigmund, the last of the four o'clock slate, uh, a game where really, you know, outside of a couple players, it's hard to see fantasy goodness. I think these teams, maybe the defense is better than we expected, but the offense is maybe worse. Dallas heading into Seattle. What do you think about this? Exactly. Okay, you play Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, it's still, you're lowering expectations for him, but he's still in your lineup every week. Uh, this 
Dallas pass offense is going to really be lightweight uh, on the Seattle side. Russell Wilson's going to rub two sticks together. Uh, it was again, we're, we're going to see what this Dallas defense can do. Are they for real? You know, they slowed down Cam Newton more than Atlanta did, and and then they were dominant last week. So. Tyler Lockett, Brandon Marshall, these are interesting guys. The backfield's a mess. Oh, I mean, I, I suppose Will Disley, the blocking tight end, is a rookie having two good games to start. Maybe, why not roll the dice a third time? But as you said, this is a defensive battle. This isn't necessarily an entertaining game for fantasy football. But, you know, for Seattle, we all knew this was going to be a rebuilding year for them. But are, is this when it sets in for them if they fall to 0-3? Yeah, interesting. Uh, I'm with you. This is a very, very big game for them especially at home with their success at home over the years. They, they really need to win this game. Um, all right. Uh, at least we have, in terms of fantasy, at least, I would say a couple of fun ones in terms of the primetime games this week. The first one, the Matt Patricia Bowl, the New England Patriots heading in to take on a Detroit Lions Ooh, team yeah. that looked really bad week one, better week two, but a lot of offensive firepower potential exactly. for this one. Yeah, this is like the Detroit Grand Prix here because <laughs> – uh, the stat I saw was like Detroit has given up 78 points, and in the two games their opponents played that weren't against them, they gave up those teams scored 28 points. So, wow, th- that sounds like de- playing Detroit's defense adds value. And you know, yeah, I'm you not going to play Josh Gordon, but I'm watching. We'll see if he's active even for this one. And the effect does it open things up for Rob Gronkowski? Uh, anticipating it opening things up for Julian Edelman. Um, we're going to see uh, Darius Slay has a concussion. So if he doesn't go here, you're starting Chris Hogan. You're starting maybe even Philip Dorsett. Uh, the backfield, Sony Michelle does look like the most talented guy. I don't know if I'd go start him right away, but I think you're going to start to see this backfield shake out so that James White's role stays the same. Rex Burkett's gets smaller. Sony Michelle's gets larger. It's a tremendous Tom Brady game. If you're going to think about playing anybody outside of Patrick Mahomes and DFS, it's Brady. Or maybe Matthew Stafford because you have this Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay, Golden Tate thing. They're all worth playing against New England. Nobody in the backfield's worth playing. We're going to watch. They, they have a similar situation with Carry on Johnson where it's clear who the best back is. Are they going to employ this committee approach or is Carry on Johnson going to start to separate himself? But for Matt Patricia, I mean, at least he didn't lose the team. They came back. But still, some of the questions, some of the answers, you know, even Marvin Lewis is saying, I know not to do that. Uh, so Matt Patricia, I mean, the team came around in the second half last week, but New England is not going to be merciful on him. And this could be another home game where the Detroit fans are going home early. Yeah. Matt Patricia is a doofus and he is so uninspiring. He just is. And, you know, like you said, the two games with Detroit and then add in the Super Bowl, which, um, you know, Eagles put up some points in that one. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very uninspired would be my take on Matt Patricia as a defensive mind so far. And granted, you need personnel, but I'm with you. I think there's a lot of offensive potential in this one. Speaking of which, I feel the same way about the Monday Nighter as um, one of these teams is 0-1-1 and the other is 2-0. And and you never would have guessed which is which. Both can put up points, though, Sigmund. The Steelers heading in to take on the Bucks. Is this uh, as simple as a shootout? And does Fitz magic continue? Oh, I would have guessed. I would have definitely guessed. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got to remember, I mean, I talk about the Eagles fans, and, I, I you know, we're cousins. Well, I, I guess Pennsylvania is really three different states, but... Um, I feel for the Eagles collective fan base because of the neurosis. I know the Super Bowl victory is still um, a temporary balm on the hurt 
the Eagles fans, the trauma that Philadelphia sports fans has, have absorbed over the years. And I know speaking as a Pittsburgh or a Steelers fan, uh, a Penguins fan, maybe this doesn't sound so sincere, but I have my own neuroses as a Steelers fan, as a Pittsburgh fan. And this defense is not prepared to slow down Fitzmagic. So keep, it's like the hot shooter at the craps table. Mm -hmm. Keep rolling with Fitzmagic and Deshaun Jackson and OJ Howard and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And I I don't think the Steelers are going to slow them down. And I don't know if they can keep, I'm even thinking that it's a sneaky play, the Bucks defense Wow! Uh, in in the pirate ship, prime time Fitzmagic. This uh, Bucks team has an aura around them right now. And this happens for a short, time like when you eat with the power pellet in the video game and you're invincible you know they're like the music's playing you know it's magic he's like gobbling it up like pac-man right now and i don't see that slowing down against the steelers we're watching this antonio brown unhappy thing but you know brown juju connor even if connor doesn't get on track even ben roethlisberger even road ben we've seen road ben but hey in hindsight the browns defense is pretty good we've seen home ben who's great and the Bucks defense is not good, so I would say even Road Ben, you know, he may have four interceptions, but he also might have four touchdowns in this one. Yeah, I'm with you. I love everyone in this game, and I'm with you too. I think uh, I think the magic continues, and I think who is rooting doing, for this? If you're not rooting for this, I mean, you don't have a heart. Yeah, I mean, come on, and he's likable, and he did the whole Deshaun close thing, and and again, the dude went to Harvard and he's playing the NFL. We always joke There's about no- it from. I mean, that's really impressive. There's no reason that he should be able to even be a backup quarterback in the NFL. That's exactly right. The the hand that he got dealt in life, for him to say, I'm going to play this hand into being an NFL quarterback, that alone is unbelievably impressive. But for him to have all of the chapters he's had with all the teams he's had and and to put maybe the most memorable one up now, and I really loved the the stay humble and the close and and instant meme-worthy things because I think it's just... Fitzpatrick winking at us and enjoy the ride too. And you don't see that enough in the NFL. And in, and also it's in some ways the universe winks at us through the NFL. And you know, James, every week I get these, uh, this week it's Ryan Fitzpatrick questions where people say, I never thought I'd ask, but that's Mm -hmm. what the NFL does. It keeps us so off balance where every year we're saying things like I never contemplated this was possible. And in some ways that's tonic for us because it gives us that feeling in our own lives that no matter what has happened up to this point, anything can still happen. Nick Foles won the Super Bowl and was the Super Bowl MVP over time. And caught a touchdown pass in the game. And caught it. Exactly. On fourth down. Anything can happen. I'm so with you. And uh, I'm with you. I love the Fitzmagic stuff. And I think Todd Munkin is, uh, I mean, that's a really bright offensive guy. And allowing him to call plays, I think, has made a big difference down there. So I'm with you. I think I think it continues. All right. Um, again, uh, follow Sigmund's work, footballguys.com. Uh, it, become a uh, subscriber there. It is totally worth your time. Amazing, amazing content if you want to win your leagues. And, of course, at Sigmund Bloom on Twitter, the Audible. Sigmund, it is time. For Inside the Mind of Sigma Bloom, I have a good batch of four questions. We've gone with like specific pop culture type stuff and, and whatnot a lot lately. So these are more um, uh, more about you, Sigmund, let's say. So oh, let, my, no, favorite, no, my favorite topic. Exactly. Uh, you'll love these. All right. First question. Uh, what's the first career you dreamed of having as a kid? The very first one. I mean, this one's really easy. Um, and it is being a, some sort of sports talker. Uh, sports pundit 
I mean, it was always what I wanted to do. I think it was probably a combination of Howard Cosell on Monday Night Football and Myron Cope in Pittsburgh uh, calling the Steelers games and being the personality he was. And growing up in the Pittsburgh – well, actually, I was in New Mexico until I was like seven, but came back um, to Pennsylvania when I was seven years old. And it's just, it's just a religion. It's something you want to get caught up in. You want to give yourself over to – uh, I used to walk around my house with my tape recorder and interview everybody in my house. Um, I had books of statistics that I would keep. Um, I, I had my baseball card. For me, a fun afternoon was sorting and resorting my baseball and football cards by team or by <laughs> position or <laughs> a- alphabetically. Um, so you know, this is truly where I'm starting to – my show's on the couch, but I'm on the couch right now. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? You know, And um, I, I feel you on that. I was always the same way as well. It was that or actor. And uh, I'm not an actor. Uh, to really answer the question in a more interesting way, um, I liked also the idea of being a truck driver or a flight attendant because you traveled all the time. As a kid, I yeah. thought that, that sounded really neat. That's yeah. a good, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, question number two. Uh, if you were giving grant money to open a museum of your choosing and taking into account what museums are out there and all that, what museum would you give the world, Sigmund? Mm. You know... It just because it's on my mind right now and there's so many different ways I could go with this question but because it's on my mind right now I think that we should have a museum and Ryan Fitzpatrick is the inspiration for this okay mm-hmm. we should have a museum dedicated to extraordinary things that ordinary people do Oh, so ooh. it's a museum of the ordinary human but I love this. It has it has relics and and you know displays dedicated to you know uh, moments that you know Sully Sullenberger landing the plane on the uh, on the Hudson River. You know what I mean? The these moments or was it the East River? I can't remember anyway. Hudson. It. Thank you. It, it, my my point is like celebrating that in each of us there is something extraordinary. We may not know it until the moment that we're called on, but they're, they're extraordinary. We're all tied together in this web of life and we all have that ability to take the sword from the stone. So the museum dedicated to those moments. That is such an awesome answer. And one I didn't even contemplate as a possibility when I thought of the question. So that's why I it's love this magic. segment. Yeah. Oh. And that, uh, right. And, uh, uh, and that's why I love this segment too. Cause you always, Find ways to come up with answers that I never even thought of. All right, uh, two more. Um, if you could, if I could snap my fingers right now and just go, you're an expert in this. What would you want to be an expert in? Mm. Take it any way you want. Yeah. Well, <sighs> there's so. I mean, it's, I'm overwhelmed. Like, like so. <laughs> So many things are trying are trying to rush into my head at once. Um, the very first thing that popped into my head was quantum physics, just because. Just, but but I think that on some level we grasp that in an intuitive way, even if we don't know the terms and all the mechanisms and things like that. Um, and I know I don't want to go blue here, but the the second one was an expert in you know sexual techniques and skills. <laughs> That is a terrific answer, my friend. That is an honest, terrific answer. My first thought, honestly, was I want to be Prince. I want to be able to play like three uh, instruments yeah. fluently. Sell your soul to the devil. Yeah. How Too cool late. would that be? How cool would that be? All right. Uh, last one. And uh, this is, a, this is a, a, a perfect, perfect 
inside the mind of Sigmund Bloom question in my mind. Knowing what you know now in your 40s, what advice would you give your 18-year-old self? Yeah, geez. Don't be so scared. Don't be so scared. Don't be scared of what's going to happen. Um, don't be scared of getting it over your head. Don't be scared of situations that you don't know what the right answer is or how to get out of. That's just life. Uh, don't be afraid of making mistakes. You know, that's just life. Um, don't be in, in, intimidated by being out in the world and being uh, 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 on your own, you know, truly on your own. Uh, because I think that, and this is more revealing about me than what I would tell any 18-year-old person out there and things that I think I've, I've learned about myself that I'm still learning. Um, but I think that it, it, when it comes to just, I'll take this question one step further than what I do tell people that are 18, 19, 20 years old, any of those of you listening out here, out there, um, is don't take us older people seriously. Don't think that we know more than you do or we should be giving you orders because we've been around for longer and know that you're the commodity and you don't have to beg, you know, to be relevant in this world. You're already relevant and it's a time that is rough. I feel really bad for kids coming up right now, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's a time that you, because of that, you're encouraged to really make your own path and it's a time that you can create. I mean, look at us, James, you know, yeah, you can say, I want my life to look like this and yeah. just set out to do it. And it's really open-ended. And it was only for me the boldness to try to make something like this happen that allowed me to build a path to it. So I suggest everybody, you know, do it's, I guess this is where the two answers come together. But uh, it's a poignant question now. I'm going to go sob in the shower for a little bit. <laughs> I thought that was a great answer. And I totally agree with you. Just go for it. And uh, look, like you said, everyone, whether you're – you know, in your 40s, your 30s, your 60s, your 20s, your teens, we're just trying to figure it out. You know, we're all just trying to get through it and, um, you know, make it work and be That's happy. The thing. Everybody that pretends stuff. like we've got this all figured out. Like we all have to keep up. Social media is so perfect. This. Like we all have to keep up this appearance that we have it all figured out. And because of that, everybody who feels like, but I don't have it figured out. Am I just really messing up at life? And, you know, in this country, I think especially everybody is so busy keeping up their own act that they don't notice that that's all everybody else is doing. And if we all just relaxed and dropped the masks, we'd all feel a lot better. That's why he's the best. That's why this is my favorite segment. And that's why I can't wait until next week. Again, follow me on Twitter at Sigmund Boom, footballguys.com. Sigmund, thank you so much, man. Oh, always a great pleasure. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to practice out my call leader skills. <laughs> it's happening we're gonna make it happen yeah yeah the cult of sigmund bloom that is certainly a cult i would be a part of again thank you for your time sigmund we will be back next week with a week four preview breaking down every single game on the slate until then good luck this weekend hopefully it is a winning weekend if you have any questions heading into the week with start sit decisions hit us up at james seltzer at sigmund bloom on twitter again until then good luck this weekend thank you for listening to another edition of this week in fantasy and of course go birds. Mm -hmm.